John 15, and uh, we're going to start in verse in verse number 10. We talked about the love of Christ um, and how He loves us, how much He loves us, his, how deep God's love is to us, uh, how He manifests, how He showed His love to us. And then, as a Christian, we must uh, learn to do some things. we got to be steadfast in His love and... Uh, and then we got three more points this evening um, about how to continue in God's love. He speaks of some things here in verse number 10 through uh, <clears throat> 10, 11, 12, and 17. He's mentioned some things here. So we'll go, let's read those three, four verses here. John 15, verse number 10, if you will. The Bible says in verse number 10, he says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide... In my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse number 17, he ends the, what we ended talking about on love today. He says in verse number 17, the things I command you that you love one another. As we look at this text tonight, um, how can I reveal, how can I help uh, look at the love of Christ? How can I reveal to others that Christ loves me? Um, we talked about continuing in His love, being steadfast. We've got to continue. It's got to be something that we need to do. Um, but then if you notice in verse number 10, He makes two statements here. Number two is submission. How can I bring myself in His love and stay in His love and abide in His love? He says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. As I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. How can I keep in God's love? How can I abide in God's love if I if I submit myself to Him? Yeah, a lot of times in in just just in general in general life, we uh, I don't like to necessarily we don't always like to submit to the authority. Even when we're driving down the road, we we go two over the speed limit, or me I go a couple over the speed limit. Right, Miss Stacy. Miss Stacy does the speed limit. I go about five over the speed limit. That's the grace period that they give us. Well, you're on the way to ah. the hospital. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably shouldn't give any grace, right? I mean, submission is, is uh, obeying the laws of the land, right? But ultimately, whether we like something or whether we don't like something, if it's the law, then we need to follow it. So he says... If ye keep my commandments, ye abide in my love. I want to be in the in Christ love. Because as you know this, and you know this for a fact, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you will never truly know the true benefits of his love without the obedience. When you're truly obedient to Christ, the God's love is just poured out. Not that he doesn't love us if we're not obedient, but he reveals his love more when we are obedient. 
I mean, when you're obedient, when your children are obedient, I don't know about how you are, but was it easier for you to tell your kids yes if they were obedient children? Or was it easier for you to tell your children no because they were never obedient? No, I'm not going to let you do that. No, I'm not going to let you go there. No, I'm not going to let you gonna go hang out over there. I'm not going to let you do that. When did you choose when they could, when they were obedient? If your child was, dis- if your child was disobedient, would you let them go hang out with someone? Go out on Friday night because they were obedient or go out on Friday nights because they were disobedient. You, know, you had rules and regulations for your children that you set based on how they did. What, at, my, at, at our house, if a child is o- obedient, guess what? They, they don't get whoopings because they're obedient. I, I mean, that's not how we do it. But if they're disobedient, we're going to whoop them. I mean, I don't take pleasure in whooping my children, but it's simple that if there's disobedience, there needs to be punishment. And as a Christian, my obedience to Christ allows me to receive more benefits from God because I'm obedient. So I ask you a question. Am I submissive? Am I submissive to God? Am I submissive to His will? Am I submissive to what He wants? Because if I allow myself to be submissive, it allows things to be so much better. We were just talking about husbands and wives. The Bible says that husbands and wives are supposed to submit themselves to each other. How much better is life if both of you are submitting to each other? Well, she won't do this. She won't do that. And here she is over there complaining. Well, he won't do this and he won't do this. He always leaves this there. He always does this. And... <laughs> But as you live your life, as you're married, you if you don't submit to each other, man, it's gonna it's not gonna be a happy marriage. I mean, you're always gonna be at odds with each other. You're not gonna agree on everything, but you can submit to each other. And allow those things to work out and be okay with things to take place. But it's just like that with God. If I submit to God, man, it's so much better. It pays to serve God. And living for God is the best thing that you can do. You know, all the heartache, all the, all the, all the terrible things. I mean, just terrible. You live for yourself. Live for the devil and see what it pays. You live for God and God of those benefits of living for God and doing right and being submissive to Him will outweigh all the things the world could ever give you. Amen. All the things the world that Satan could give you. Being submissive. I want to abide in His love. How can I abide in Christ's love? Be submissive to Him. And if we're submissive to Christ, it will help us be submissive to each other as, as husband and wife. And if we're submissive to Christ, it will allow children to be submissive to their parents. And if I'm submissive to Christ, I won't have any issues following anything that's written in this book. If I'm submissive to Christ. As he says in verse number 10, you shall abide in my love. Abide there. Number two, number one tonight, the submission. Number two is stewardship. Look in verse number 11. 
These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in who? You. And that your joy might be full. How can I have joy? How can I have the joy remain in me? How can that take place? He says, take the opportunities that I have and do them. Use the opportunities to hear God's word and to listen to God's word and listen to the Lord and do those things that he's asked us to do. What are you doing with what you have been given? What am I doing with what I've been given? Christ has given me a lot of things. We talked about blessings this morning. We talked about blessings tonight. You guys shared blessings tonight. What has God given you? He's given us love. He says, these things have I spoken unto you. You go back through the verses, verse, all the way through verse number 11. This is what he's talking about. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. But if you keep his commandments like you said he has, then you will take the opportunities that you've had and you'll be a good steward with what God has given you. And when God has spoken to you and, God has, uh, and, uh, and the word of God has pricked your heart, you'll do something about it and the joy that God has will remain in you. A lot of people have problems with joy because they are not listening to God. They're trying to do things their own way and do things how they feel like they need to do. Never truly have the joy. I am so glad I have the joy of the Lord. But it doesn't come from Trenton. It doesn't come from, from anybody. It comes from Him. How is it when the storm was going on, Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the, of the ship? Because He had peace. He had joy in His life. I mean... When, when we experience bad things, I've seen, I've watched people go through tough times, and man, it, nothing phases them. Man, they, they keep serving God, they don't quit, they keep... Uh, you know what that is? That's true joy in a person's life, because their joy is not coming from things, their joy comes from Him. And our joy doesn't need to come from things, our joy has to come from the Lord. So, he, so what am I doing with what I've been given? God's given us... A chance to listen to His Word, to listen to the Lord. We will not experience His love like we should if we don't listen to what He says. We see that we need to be submissive to the Lord. We need to take what God has given us, be a good steward with what we have. The Bible says it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. We are stewards of what God's given us. I'm a steward of what God's given me. And so it's my responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make sure Trenton does. And it's your, not your responsibility to make sure your spouse does. It's your responsibility to make sure that you do what's right. Be a good steward with what God has given you. All right, and lastly, number, number three, we need to show... <coughs> What do you mean you need to show? Look in verse number 12. This is my commandment that ye... What does it say? This, uh, verse number 12, he says, This is my commandment that ye... Love one another as I have loved you. Who are we supposed to love? 
one another unless they've done bad to us, right? Unless they've hurt our feelings. That's not what it says. Verse number 17, he says, These things I command you that you love one another. We have to show people what Christ has done. How can I show the love of Christ? I have to care about people. Show compassion for people. And it's more than just, I love you. Just by simply saying, I love you, that is just words. The showing, demonstrating to the world that we love them. I think the greatest thing as a Christian that we can do to show the world that Christ loves them and that we love them is show them the gospel. You say, what do you mean? I truly believe that um, if you love somebody, you don't want them to go to hell. Your family, not one, not one person in here has a family member that you wish that they'd, that they'd die and go to hell. And so you've either prayed for them, you've witnessed to them, or you're, or you're in that process of doing that. You don't want them to go to hell because you love them. If I love others, what will I do? I'm going to tell them. I'm going to show them Christ. I'm going to show them Christ. Show them Christ through the way that I live, through the way I talk, and uh, show them Christ with this Bible. You say, well, I'm not always the best person on how to talk or what to say. And Look, that's why sometimes we have those tracks that I don't know what to say. So just, hey, just read the back of it. Just take some time, read the back of it. You say, well, man, that, that's, that's too much. To... <laughs> Look, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to just say, do you know the Lord? Have you trusted Him as your Savior? Do you know that you're on your way to heaven? And you say, well, how am, I supposed to, how am I supposed to tell them from there? Well, how did you do it? How'd you get saved? How'd you accept the Lord? It's the same way for everyone else. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I've, I've got to show the world that Christ, that Christ loves me and that I love them. Care for this world. Care for the lost. Care for our family. Every one of us, I would assume, I would guess, we have lost family members. I do. I have people in my family that are lost. The only way that they can know is I got to show them Christ's love. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. I thank you.